We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Uh, we started a discussion about forgiveness mm-hmm. and what forgiveness looks like. Because it's one thing to say, I forgive you. It's one thing to read in the Bible that we're supposed to forgive other people. Uh, But we talked about how we still tend to remember those sort of things. And does that mean we really forgave someone if we're still remembering them? And so we want to continue that discussion going into more than just remembering. Have we really forgiven someone if we still want punishment for them? Like, they did something that requires maybe a legal punishment here in this day and age, and so we've forgiven them. Does that mean that we no longer want that punishment? Or do we still want consequences and forgiveness all as one package? Yeah, that's that's a very complicated question. It is. Um, you know, uh, in, in Jesus' teaching and in, in Paul's repetition of Jesus's teaching. Um, Jesus taught non-retaliation in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. He, he um, taught instead of getting back at people to forgive them quickly uh, and mend relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, he, t- you know, turn the other cheek and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If they if they force you to go one mile with them, go then one. go another one just for free. And 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 instead of, you know, there were people in Jesus's day who laid in wait to kill those Roman soldiers, the Sicarii, the mm-hmm. the assassins. And Jesus was totally against that. He said, if they force you to do this, do it. Show them that you'll do it for free, mm-hmm. another mile, and show them the opposite. In in Paul in. Um, Romans chapter 12 and uh, verse 17, uh, he said, Do not repay anyone, and literally do not pay back anyone evil for evil, mm-hmm. but uh, take thought for what is good in the sight of all men. If it, if it is dependent upon you, uh, live at peace with all men, and do not take vengeance yourselves, beloved, but give place to the wrath of God as it is written, Vengeance belongs to me. I will pay back, says the Lord. So one of the things that the Christian knows is that God will mete out justice to the non-repentant. Yeah. See? But um, so we, we have to trust in the judgment of God and not our own revenge. We've got to give that up. We've got to let that go. We've got to expunge our heart of that anger that gives the devil a foothold, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. And we've got to say, God, this is in your hands. I'm trusting your justice to take place one way or another. Now, the other thing that gives me pause on this is that when I look at my life and I look at what I've done 
and when I look at other people's lives and what they have done, most people would admit that they have done some things that they actually deserved some kind of legal punishment for, mm -hmm. but they were let off or not discovered or they weren't punished for it. Yeah. See? So many of us could say, well, I've done A, B, C, D, and I could have been punished for it, but I wasn't. Yeah. See? So we're, we are able to forgive ourselves for those things, mm -hmm. and it seems harder for us to forgive other people for those things. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, David. You want to go into that? Just a lot of times when people are looking into this uh, subject, they'll often think back to David because we have a lot of his kind of unfiltered emotions poured into the book of Psalms. Right. And many times... He talks about wanting vengeance for people. He, yes. I mean, pretty explicit language in a few of them. Yes. Uh, but we know that he was being persecuted. We know that he was being trailed time and time again. And God calls him a man after his own heart. And we have examples of where he forgave people. So where does, where does all that desire for wrath and vengeance play into this? Well, I think to some degree, just as we said, he, he's asking God for vengeance, so it's being left up to God, not him. Hmm. I think of um, when uh, he was uh, being chased out of Jerusalem. It's in uh, what Second uh, Samuel. I'm thinking around chapter 13 or something, maybe or maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a little bit after that. It's a little bit okay. after that. It's Second Samuel 16. And it's chapter 5, and, and David is, Absalom has rebelled against him, and he's being chased out of Jerusalem, and his own son has turned against him. And mm -hmm. this guy, Shimei, is throwing rocks at him and cussing him, and David's yeah. the king that's being run out of his own palace, you know, and out of yeah. his own town. And one of David's bodyguards says, you know, let me go kill that guy. Mm. And David says, no. Um, he says in, this is Second Samuel 16, verse 11, uh, David said to Abishai and all his officials, My son, who is of my own flesh, is trying to take my life. How much more than this Benjamite? Leave him alone. Let him curse. For the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will see my dis distress and repay me with good for the cursing I'm receiving. Hmm. And if you really read the, the context, David knew that in his lifetime earlier, he had done many wrong things that God yeah. could have punished him more for. Absolutely. And he was thinking, you know, I, I probably deserve this. And instead of taking his own vengeance on this guy, he said, let him alone. Mm -hmm. However, after this, a great battle ensued and thousands were killed and Absalom was killed. And God wreaked his own vengeance. And here's David weeping his heart out saying, Oh, Absalom, my son, my son, would that yeah. I died for thee. Right. So um, be careful when you pray for God to take vengeance mm. because God's vengeance may not be what you really want. Yeah. But uh, David got his kingdom back, but he lost his son. And uh, he, he wept bitterly over that. So, And this wasn't the first time in David's life that he had kind of left it up to God when it could have been in his own hands. Right. I, 
I was thinking even further back in David's life when Saul, when Saul was chasing yeah. him and he finds him in the cave and mm-hmm. could have taken his life but ends up just taking that little corner of his garment. By the way, I went know. there to that place where the, the caves were in Gedi <laughs> in Israel and yeah. the caves up in the very barren place. But yes, and and some of the Psalms, you know, you can't really determine when did David write this? Was it when Saul was persecuting mm-hmm. him so hard and all these people? Yeah. Was it during Absalom in that time? But but one of these is Psalm 69, which has a lot of quotations yep. that even are similar to what happened to Jesus in the crucifixion. But Psalm 69:22, may the table set before them become a snare. May it become a retribution and a trap. May their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs be bent forever. Pour out your wrath on them. Let your fierce anger overtake them. May their place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in their tents. For they persecute those you wound and talk about the pain of those you hurt. Charge them with crime upon crime. Do not let them share in your salvation. May they be blotted out of the book of life, my goodness, and uh-huh. not be listed with the righteous. Now that, uh, yeah, that is pretty harsh. I mean, he's not asking for a jail sentence. He's asking for eternal yeah. sort of things here. So, so the thing is, what I get out of this is God knows that we have that those thoughts. Mm. And you have to work through those thoughts in order to forgive and God already knows they're in your head, so you might as well pour them out to God in prayer like David did. Yeah. And and you have to appreciate that he is giving it to God to yeah. decide. He's begging for these things, but it will it will be God who decides what mm-hmm. he forgives and what he takes vengeance yeah. for. Yeah. I mean, just a few verses later in verse 30, he's back to I will praise the name of God and, and yes. you know, he's back on this I'm focused on you to yeah. all the way through all of this. Yeah, and what usually happens in these psalms is the problem is presented. And in this particular psalm, all the stuff that people are doing bad to David. Mm-hmm. And then his emotions come out about the problem. And then you feel kind of a sense of resolution in the end of it. So you almost wonder, you know, did he write this over a period of time? And when he finally saw some of these things resolve, yeah, did he then praise the Lord for his mercy yeah. And he'd calm down some maybe about what he hoped the Lord would do to these people. Uh, I do think that it is right, it is okay to ask God to to use his own vengeance and his own justice and his own good time. Mm-hmm. But I think we better tell God, Lord, I know I deserve your vengeance. Yeah. And I know that it's only through your grace that you've forgiven me. So please, Lord, give me the grace to let go of this in my heart, and even though I may remember it, so it won't eat up me. You yeah. know, that, that's what we need to try to work on as we work toward forgiveness. Because it goes back to the verses we started with at the beginning of that first conversation, where the reason we forgive is because we ourselves have been forgiven. That's right. And so then it ties back into, we may want judgment for other people, but we've got to remember we we're worthy, we require judgment ourselves. That's right. Uh, and you know, the, the Ephesians passage, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, yeah. just as God, for Christ's sake, forgave you, and be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. Yeah. So we're supposed to love our enemies. It's okay to consider someone an enemy. You can forgive someone even if you consider them an enemy. Yeah. 
But that doesn't mean you're going to be their best buddy or trust them or anything like that. Yeah. It means you're going to let this thing go out of your heart and not give a foothold to the devil. Yeah. I mean, there's we could spend a whole other video talking about where the apostles and Jesus himself talked about using judgment, our best judgment about putting ourselves in certain situations or around certain people. Right. And how that's not healthy for a spiritual life. Yeah. Uh, and so nowhere in there does it say... Forgive other people and then put yourself right back in that situation. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got Paul and Barnabas and John Mark. Paul yeah. chose not to take the young man with him anymore. I'm not taking him anymore. Yeah. I don't think that means Paul held a grudge and didn't forgive him. It just no. means I'm not taking him with me because he put me in that situation once and I'm not letting him do it again. Yeah. In fact, you read the rest of the story and they kind of made up with each other. Well, at the know? end of yeah. Paul's life, he thought he was a great guy. So. Exactly. But at the time, he wasn't quite so happy with his choices and what the impact it had had on him. You know, before, before we close this out, um, I've been, for those of you that don't know, I've been here at, at the Broadway Church for almost 31 years. Mm. And I've watched a lot of people and lived with a lot of people during that time here. And I have seen people change. Many people have changed. Mm. Many people have... have, have uh, turned away from, from bad lives and have tried their best to live Christian lives. And if I had rested my opinion of those people 25 years ago, I would have been wrong about the outcome of their lives because they've grown, they've developed, they've, they've, they've turned their lives in a different direction. They're good people. They're trying to do right. Mm -hmm. And, of course, um, I've experienced the opposite as well. Sure. But... but we need to give each other the opportunity to to do the right thing and not be so hard on each other. Remember, remember the uh, advice of Jesus: Do not judge, so that you be not judged. For with what measure you mete out, mm -hmm. the same shall be measured unto you. Yep. That's the big thing you want to remember when then this forgiveness thing. The more we can forgive then the more God will want to forgive. And, and you remember Jesus' story about the, the two debtors and the guy that, mm -hmm. that wouldn't forgive when he just got forgiven, and yeah. then, then Jesus' attitude toward that guy. Yeah, it was like you <coughs> just received all this forgiveness, and then you go and hold it against your brother, and right. then there ended up being a greater judgment for him because yes, of that. that's so, exactly right. Uh, so definitely, to kind of go back to the heart of the question, the idea of desiring justice, desiring some measure of punishment is a natural thing that we need to be upfront and honest about in our conversations with God. But as we go about the process of forgiving someone and we're turning it over to God, you've got to let go of it. We got to move past it somehow. It doesn't yes. mean you're not going to remember it. The letting go of it in your heart and and the the moving on is what we have to do. The the trusting someone again is what we don't necessarily have to do unless they earn that trust. Yeah. That's a different matter. Yeah. And and we're definitely not don't take any of this away that we're saying this is an easy or quick process. No, it's difficult. Very I mean, difficult. Uh, so if it's a particularly <clears throat> traumatic experience, it may be the rest of your life that you're dealing with this. It may be several years. But I think but, God sees the person that is trying to forgive. Yes, absolutely. And they're working, spiritually working at forgiving people. And I, I believe that'll be sufficient. Yeah, again, because 
the the overwhelming message is of his grace and his mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not waiting for us to finish the job for him. It's been done, sort of. You right. know. Uh, so hopefully that's a message of encouragement if you're having to deal with and work through a lot of these situations. Yep. So thanks for helping us out with this, Dan. I hope. Absolutely. And if you've got any follow-ups or questions, we always encourage you to send them in. Thanks again for watching and exploring the scriptures with us. Have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.